Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review with Amanda Andrews, our associate editor and producer of this podcast. And we'll have a perfect trifecta of the NHBR staff today with Bob Sanders here today, our award-winning journalist, uh, joining us today to talk about Bob. This is going to, this is, this will be interesting. I think this is something that we've been following for quite a while the ups and downs, the trials and tribulations of coming up with a Granite State Paid Family and Medical Leave Act. Basically, it's it was uh, the result of an attempt a couple of years ago to start up one that would require a, a payroll deduction. The governor vetoed it. Then we went through COVID. And I think that the realization of the need for parental leave, medical family and medical leave is was pretty stark. And the governor provide, came up with this other proposal in uh, 2021. And with the ups and downs that you can describe, we do have it now. And now it's gone out. It, we've got, we have someone who's administering it and is about to uh, start marketing this. So, Bob, could you tell us a little bit about what's going on now with the parental leave, like right now? What's, what's the status right now? Well, um, they, they rolled out the plan um, and they, uh, they, um, basically uh, uh, contracted with a provider and they, uh, they sent it to, um, to uh, the, uh, um, they, they sent a rate request to the insurance company. So we got some idea how much it's gonna cost. Um, I just wanted to back up a little bit and, and set the table, so to speak. Um, the, the the plan that the, originally the governor vetoed is the way everybody was doing it uh, by everybody, the states that were, which is just a handful, um, which would be um, uh, some kind of contribution. Uh, in this case, it would be all by the employer um, from the payroll and, um, and that would pay for it and it would be for everybody. Um, I kind of think of it as if you now get to the healthcare, kind of a Medicare for all, like a universal program. Um, instead, we got uh, as an alternative um, uh, some kind of uh, what I would say uh, Obamacare, Affordable Care Act. We kind of have a mishmash of uh, private, public, uh, subsidized uh, plan that doesn't cover everybody, but tries to encourage everybody to to uh, join it, and um, and so this is uh, this is that that uh, that plan, and it's it's just like Obamacare. It's very complicated, and not only is it and like Obamacare, it's really never been tried before. Um, actually, Obamacare was tried before, to some extent, in Massachusetts, uh, being the first in the nation in that case. Um, so this is, but this is kind of like the Massachusetts of this. This is the first in the nation. No one has ever done anything like this. Uh, what I would call a mishmash of of uh, private public, uh, um, you know, insurance. What the the thing is that it's 
it's, it's a mix of public and private. It's not mandatory. You don't have to belong to this, right? So could you explain right. a little is, bit? What, what is it? it involves some employer, employers can take part if they want. Employees can take part if they want. So could you explain that a little right. bit more? Yes. So, um, so there's, there's really three, three, you know, this is really three plans in one. Um, it's the basis that public employees are all signed up. They're getting the universal plan. Um, and, uh, but it's being paid for as part of the budget. Basically it's a benefit that the state is bestowing on the employees. Uh, it's not part of the negotiated contract. Um, and so they're getting, um, the, and everybody's getting the same thing. It's the way it's paid for is different, but what people are getting is six weeks paid leave um, and 60% of income. Um, so that's being bestowed on the public employees by the taxpayers. Um, now the idea is that's 10,000 employees. So you have a, a base or something to piggyback on. And um, and so the um, the private employers uh, part of the deal with uh, the winning bidder, which was Metropolitan Life, is to um, to get the um, to to um, to get a rate that takes into account that they already have ten thousand lives, so to speak, to base it on. Um, and businesses can sign up and get that rate. Um, and now we kind of know what the rate is or a range of rates, because it's complicated like anything in insurance. Um, and they can start signing up on December 1st. And, um, and then the, um, the employees can start signing up on January 1st, and that's when it comes, goes into effect. And employees can only sign up if their employer is not offering it. Um, so it's more complicated than that, and we'll get into it, but I just want to take this one step at a time. So um, so that's it. So there's really three pools, the employer, the public employees, the employer, and the employees, the private employer and the private employees. And it's all different for each of them. Um, and there's even some differentiation within the private employers between under 50 and over 50. And that has a couple of reasons. One has the, uh, the, the Federal Family and Medical Leave Act, which is not paid. Um, the idea is that, um, that, uh, that they're protected for if you're over 50. Um, you can't um, basically fire someone for taking leave for certain reasons, like taking care of your kid or taking care of your parent or taking care of yourself if you have a you know short-term disability. Um, so uh, you have that protection. Under 50 doesn't have that protection. So a person who is working for, uh, uh, and they won't have it under state law as well. So if those who are um, um, working for a small firm and they want to take this as an individual and pay into the program and get the insurance, the employer doesn't want to have anything to do with it. 
um, they uh, they get the money while they're out, but they get fired. And there's nothing illegal about an employer firing you for participating in this program. Um, and so they may not have a job when they get back. There's no protection written into this into this law creating this that says you have to guarantee this. If you're participating in this, the employer the employer does not have to guarantee that a person who's taking part of this as an individual can come back to the job. There's no guarantee for that in this law. No, no. So you basically need your employer's permission to take this leave, um, or you can say. I'm going to take my six weeks and take this job, and you know what? Uh, so, um, so that that's another another possibility. In this short, tight labor market, this may not be a problem for a lot of employees, but but um, markets change, and uh, it you know it could be uh, not much of a benefit for smaller employers under this program. Um, so, um, but you know, the, the thing is, this wasn't the big news on this, is that uh, uh, it's it didn't turn out to be as expensive as a lot of people predicted. Actually, the both Republicans and Democrats thought that this plan, it would not be sustainable, that because not everybody was in it, that some um, uh, companies can pick and choose and employees can pick and choose. Um, the rates would be high um, to cover this. But it turns out that it's about, gonna be about five bucks a week um, or even less. Um, now it varies, especially uh, for the um, companies if they, if they wanna do the plan. But the individual, first of all, the individuals is capped at $5 a week. And, um, and it turns out that the employers it's going to be in that ballpark. Um, so that's the that you know people in the, that laying out this plan. And there's three departments. The governor's behind it. They're very excited about this. Um, the Democrats they supported this plan, but they really wanted a more universal plan. They were worried that it wouldn't work. The Republicans uh, didn't didn't want the plan. At, uh, well, some of them didn't want the plan, especially over in the House. Okay, I just want to, you know, I want to get into that a little bit more because it's a little more complicated. So let's take this break. I'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. 
For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Okay, we're back with uh, the podcast. This is we're talking with uh, Bob Sanders, who's our award-winning staff writer, who's uh, trying his best to explain this first in the nation paid medical and family medical leave act. That's uh, it's that's actually getting off the ground. Uh, you know, we have we have a story coming up in our next issue, which comes out on Friday, uh, August twelfth. Uh, anyway, Bob, could you explain a little bit? You're talking about how it's going to be five dollars. It's capped the amount of money. If you're an individual employee whose employer is not taking part in this program, you can join anyway and pay five dollars a week, no matter what your income is or anything, what, no matter what your salary is. You could pay five dollars a week to take part in right. this family. Now, employers, it's a different calculation. Right. So you, employers. It comes out to about an average of five dollars a per employee that's taking part. So if you're if you have an if you're an employer with uh, with 100 employees taking part, you're going to pay $500 a month or a week. It, it's much more complicated than that. It's okay. insurance. And right. you know how complicated insurance is. You take Obamacare. Think that. Think this is not nothing simple. <laughs> okay. So so basically you it's an insurance product. You go and, and buy it. You can buy it from an agent. Uh, Agents, I mean, at this point, hardly anybody knows what's going on. The, the, the filing was just last week. Uh, but uh, there's going to be a big, big push on this. On, and uh, there's going to be pamphlets going out to every employer on August 26th, we were told, before August 26th. Uh, there should be a website. Uh, there should be webinars. And there should they hire. They spent $2 million almost on a marketing firm for this. Uh, but the marketing firm can't talk to the press, by the way. I had to get this from the officials. So, so uh, Mark, media is not part of, part of their $2 million contract, apparently. Uh, but uh, so, uh, so, and there's three agencies involved. Um, the, the administrative services, uh, Charlie Arlinghouse. There's uh, uh, Department of Employment Security, and that's uh, Richard LaBears. And, and then there's the insurance department. And uh, the person who is really carrying a ball on this there is deputy uh, commissioner. Um, and that's that's DJ Betancourt. And, um, and there is the MetLife. And there is a consultant we're also spending money on. That's been so long ago that I don't remember the amount. But, and then there's MetLife. That MetLife gets about $6 million uh, to cover the 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 um, this the um, the state workers and that's a little complicated too because they're just covering the family part to the state workers so the um, the, uh, the state workers already have uh, you know a short term disability um, and so this is an added benefit so when they just try to project those rates onto the the uh, this, the private Employers, it's very complicated. Some people want the whole shebang, you know, the the paid medical and family leave. Other people may already have medical leave, just like the state, so they'll just want and and they want to keep that for some reason. So they might want to just go with the family leave. Um, but 
there's a big incentive, just like Obamacare, there's these incentives to get people to do this. Um, so and for the employers, the incentive is that you can get half of the premiums that you pay for um, off your business enterprise tax. Um, so that's considering the cost of healthcare or even this, that's, that's a big chunk. So if you calculate that money in, that's where you get the lower than five. It's actually closer to eight, nine, 10. Um, and they do the figures monthly. Uh, there's, there's one filing that appears that it, uh, it's gonna be an average of 27 a month, which comes out to more than five. Uh, but then that doesn't count the tax break, which would half it. Um, and then there's, uh, but it, there's a change. It goes from 20 to 60 a month. So if you, and like one example for something that's around over 60 a month, actually, they give a bunch of examples in the in the rate filing, um, is a, a all women small firm, actually in this case, two, two people in the firm, two women, young, 30s. Uh, so they, you know, possible, uh, and if they want to sign up to use it, there's a good chance they might be using it for, for covering, uh, you know, potential pregnancy. Um, then, then that's uh, the rates are going to be, I think, in this case, 66 a month or so. Uh, that was the highest cited of the examples. Um, so that's going to be more like 15. Take the tax credit. It might be better if they don't go in as a firm and they both do it as individuals. Yeah. And then they only have to pay five a month. So this it is complicated. And if they they how the rates are, it's gender, it's where you're located, it's what type of job you have, it's age, all these rating factors that you you uh, normally do. What kind of benefit you get? You can negotiate for um, more than six weeks. You can negotiate for twelve weeks, which is what. Most people, most plans throughout the country that are that are statewide, they go for 12 weeks now and six weeks. And that was the original proposal uh, here uh, that the governor vetoed. Um, and there's, uh, you know, you can maybe go more than 60% of income, 80, 90, 100%. Some states do that. Um, so, uh, so that's up to the company and the insurer. So it could go even more than that, depending on the benefits. You know, I, I have to say this just to go off on a little bit of a tangent, although it's not. I have to say the idea that only women, that women would cost more money because of uh, taking family and medical leave is quite, uh, last shall we say, 20th century, which is another, I mean, that's really, it's making, a, it's making assumptions about families that are we hope are improving a little bit more in having men and women taking as much as an equal role as possible in a childbirth and all that stuff, except for the hard, the hard part of the childbirth. But besides that, you know, raising children. I may this my editorializing. You can continue now, Bob. Well, both both uh, can take the leave. So if you're working for different companies, you can both take both take advantage of this and uh, string it to 12 weeks between the two of you. Um, but but yeah, that's that's that is uh, that is true. And of course, when you're talking elderly 
parents and so forth, there's no biological imperative that should be women. Um, though, you know, statistically, as we know, women take these roles more than men, and that's what the insurance companies are concerned about. Um, so, um, so anyway, now it's a marketing, you know, there's, they, no one really knows about, it. I called a couple of insurer brokers and they, they weren't even sure about the rates. They didn't know anything about it. Uh, Ray White, who is a, a big, uh, um, you know, big into benefits and so forth. He says he hasn't heard peep about it. Um, apparently that's going to change and there's going to be somewhat of a blitz about this program coming to your way now employers even if you don't participate if your employee does um then you have to um you don't have to protect them you can fire them but you have to um you have to cooperate in terms of um of of their i'm, I'm if you're a small employer if you're under 50 which 90% of the employers in New Hampshire are, um, you would have to, um, uh, you know, uh, you have to cooperate with the, you know, verify the income, the, the, so they know how much to pay the person and so forth. So you have to participate in some way, some administrative work involved. Um, uh, there, an interesting thing too is how this is, Oh, there's another cool, uh, not cool, but maybe the opposite of cool, as far as people are concerned. If you do, if you're an employer and a person wants to take this paid leave and you don't want to do it and you fire them, they can collect unemployment in addition to the leave. Um, their leave would be reduced while they're getting the, the their unemployment would be reduced while they're getting the leave. Uh, but it would cost the employer, you know, because it would hurt their unemployment insurance tax. Because if you lay off people, it increases your um, your the taxes you pay to the unemployment security. So, um, so you may that's another reason to think twice about firing someone who's taking advantage of this program. You know, I have to I have to say if we're talking about it. Uh, this is obviously a very complicated thing, but the bottom line is state, considering how uh, how complicated and how, you know, it just it's been hard to explain what it's like just speaking about it. So this marketing campaign, these people who are doing the marketing better, better have a strong uh, communication skills because it's gonna be really hard to explain. And if you wanna get people understanding with this thing by december i mean december 1st is is when they can start doing it or is, that's the deadline for doing it for signing up no they can start it and actually employers uh they don't have a window employers can sign up anytime um they can have a window for their employees to sign up but but they can they can join the program anytime employees so we didn't really get too much about how that's going to work um they um, they're getting a subsidy too, but it's kind of a weird subsidy. The um, the 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 MetLife pays an insurance tax, um, just like every other insurance and uh, insurer. But the other insurers' taxes go to the general fund, 
net lives is going to the special fund to help subsidize that cap on the individual so it doesn't go above uh, five five bucks uh if needed um and uh and so they uh so that they basically put it in this fund and if they can demonstrate that it is needed they get the money back <laughs> they, they basically uh uh a tax that would have gone to the state would go to this um so it's an creative way to basically subsidize um we without saying you're raising taxes because you're not because you're the taxes would have been paid anyhow but those taxes are diverted uh from the general fund but then you can say well if we didn't create the program we would never would have had this pro these taxes so so yeah uh, well, yeah. I, I have to say that it, it kind of reminds me of revenue sharing, but let's not again to get into that. So, and we know where the legislature stands on something like that. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, maybe what we should do, Amanda, is think about putting out a feeler to DJ Betancourt, Charlie Callinghouse, and Richard Labor to say maybe they can come on, we hope, and explain this how they you know what their take is on this and how they're going to reach out what do you think about that bob would you do you think that'd be a fun podcast I, could be exciting <laughs> sure sure it would be great i maybe uh uh maybe, well, you know sometime roughly when people are signing up or or yeah. man maybe anytime after everybody's going to get this pamphlet in a few weeks so yeah. um maybe sometime after labor you know, yeah, that, thing, that sounds good. We, we know, Bob. Also, we can't get the the, the communications company on because they can't talk. Can't talk apparently, so they can't be on the podcast. Right, what, and uh, Met Met Life, uh, Met Life also won't won't talk. Won't talk either. The marketing company. The marketing. Anyway, Bob. Yeah. Thank you for for taking us down this rabbit hole known as. Pay family medical leave. I, 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 you know, it's really, it really is something. It's, it's, it's a big deal that New Hampshire is going to be having this. It's as you said, most states don't, and it could be a model. You know, we'll be obviously we're following this very closely. We've been doing it for for years, and it's, it's nice to see that we have something in the state, or we'll have something, and see how that works. Anyway, thanks again, Bob Sanders, and Amanda Andrews. This is Jeff Feingold from the New Hampshire Business Review saying be well, everybody.